You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech. Featuring a weekly roundup of tech news and gossip. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down geek news, tech news, nerd culture from a black and brown geek perspective. Is that right? I'm only doing the show for like Like a year and a half. Yeah, almost two years and we still ain't got it right. (laughs) Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech. I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined to my left by my man Achilles Shine. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. Um, Things are well. Yeah, yeah, it's pleasant. It's pleasant in uh, sunny, sunny, sunny Southern California. Beautiful, wow. it is. Uh, how's a how's a coffee treatment, sir? Man, I, I, it's much needed right now. Okay, like I'm on super depleted mode right now. All right, yeah, Just keep it keep it chugging. Yeah, man, keep it moving. What about you? How, how you living, Brent? I'm living very medium. <laughs> like, like your t-shirt, yeah, like, like like medium, like my t-shirt. Uh, I'm doing good. No, I'm, things are things are good. Uh, the Coachella's coming up this weekend and next. Uh, we'll both be involved in that, and uh, like a lot of stuff's dropping culture wise in terms of Daredevil and, other, and some other cool movies or stuff. We're getting that season, the festival season, the the, the yeah. music season, the tech season. So it's, it's a lot to talk about. Alexis, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Oh, I, ho- yeah. I hope everybody's having an awesome week and Friday because it is kind of nice and warm out. So yeah, yeah. I even got my, my skirt on for today. Just so skirt so. and your cool uh, Batman tights. My cool Batman tights. I can't show you because I have to put my leg like really high for you <laughs> no, to that, see That it. would not be appropriate. No, it would not. So, but <laughs> so I will a, take it's a Instagram. different webcam. Different webcam stream. Hey! Right. <laughs> um, but if you want, you can uh, follow all of my nerdy uh, clothing stuff on my Instagram and Twitter, which is down here somewhere, I believe. Cool. Yeah, right there. There it is. There mm-hmm. it is. Right there on the bottom. Right there so, on the bottom. So, um, we, uh, special show, we're going to run down some tech topics as we usually do. Uh, but we have a couple special guests today, Andre, Andre Walter and Rodney oh, yeah. Williams. I'm excited to talk who, to these yeah, brothers. A, a couple of, uh, entrepreneur types, uh, brothers who each have an app of their own yep. and who's, were both recently featured in a, a HuffDepost article slash interview. Yeah, they're doing um, excellent things, man. Yeah, yeah. Kind of really ta- talking about the STEM, STEM diversity is a subject that's near and dear to our hires we've been talking about. For sure. Uh, and, uh, and what, what, uh, president has done to sort of like, uh, you know, bolster that and yep. how they are in, involved in that, taking advantage of that as well. Uh, they'll be online in a couple of minutes, but first we're going to run down our normal, our normal topics. Um, I want to talk, well, I did, I will say before, before you jump in that, I saw Furious 7. Yeah. And, uh, what did you think? What did you think? What did you he, think? He was crying. Was I, he crying? Yeah, he told me. I may or may not have. I may or may not have been joked up. <laughs> I'm not saying I was crying. I was how boo- did I How did you boo- feel about the CGI at the end? I wasn't boohooing like 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 Achilles was in After Earth. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> it's okay. He just wasn't, terrible. Will Smith wasn't gonna die, Achilles. It's okay. <laughs> No, uh, no, that was yeah, a good one. That was a good one. I was no, I was um. Uh, look, the the movies it was as ridiculous as it as these movies are. It was yep. extra ridiculous, uh, but I liked it. It's still over the top. It's great. Super fan. I'm, I'm a fan. super fan I'm a, also. I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm an unapologetic. Uh, 
a fan of the franchise. For sure. uh, one and four through seven, I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of. And yeah. I, I think the CGI, the CGI Paul Walker yeah. face, uh, there's a couple times where you notice his brother, there's a full action sequence, probably about a 10 minute action sequence where he's in the shadows. <laughs> 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 Which is fine, you know, it was a good action sequence, but like he's in the shadows. But, uh, you I know, think, they, uh, I, yeah. I, was, well, I was surprised by, you no, know, I'm, I'm not saying that, I'm not, no spoilers, but I'm surprised by the way they sent him off. I thought it was very touching yes. and poignant. It's okay, you don't really have to spoil it because apparently it's all over the internet. Yeah, it's right. super the ending. Internet. I yeah. mean, I was going to say, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I mean, I think it's just really awesome that we're at a place with our technology where they could actually use, you know, his brother or his brothers as a, as a villain stand in yeah. and then stitch his face on there. That's oh, yeah, yeah. crazy to me that they were able, we had the, the ability to be able to do that and have some sense of realness with it. So I think that's really dope. I look forward to seeing the movie, but I'm not a stand in line guy like you. Oh man, sorry. You're, you're, you're watching on your <laughs> iPhone, dude. <laughs> you, you, t- you take a visit to uh, England or China. And, and watch, oh my word. And, and, uh, tele- uh, you know, teleport to China and watch it on your phone. Man. So uh, how many stars would you rate it? Oh, uh, you know, I, I do it in terms of Brazzies. Oh, Brazzies. I'm sorry. So I'm I always forget. I am going to get... I gotta get the pistol. No, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> I get a three and a half Brazzies. <laughs> I'm gonna get the pistol. Out of what? Out of five? Uh, three, three and a half out of four, uh, four Brazzies. Or four, or four Brazzies out of five Brazzies. I don't okay. know. I haven't perfected the Brazzie God. rating system yet. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's five Brazzie max. Bro. Oh bro. But, uh... <laughs> You're responsible for Brazzies. I can't do what you did. Yeah. The, the Brazzy Awards. The Brazzy Awards. Uh, look for the Brazzy Awards in 2018. Oh my I don't even want to know what those, like, um, what, which we call it, the categories, the categories are. Yes. They're probably really terrible. There will, there will be a lot of, that involve, uh, women. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the moving on. But yeah, it's a good movie. You should definitely check it out. Um, but something else is coming that we we'll check it out. HBO has a giant premiere week on Sunday. It's a big night for HBO on Sunday. All of our favorite shows are coming back. Game of Thrones is back. Uh, Veep is back. And also Silicon Valley is back. And HBO has done some really cool things to promote Silicon Valley. Uh, they, 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 they're doing it through Twitch. Yeah. Which is, uh, when something, I don't really, it's not really my thing, but apparently. Twitch is huge, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's owned by Amazon. They bought it, uh, I believe in the summer for $970 million. Um, before that, it was called um, Justin TV. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it was for like avid gaming fans who would like to, you know, I mean, I'm sure like Alexis is right up your alley who would like to watch like the, the gameplay yep. and be able to do that, you know, with the live stream. So it's, it's kind of similar to like Periscope and Meerkat, but it's, it's very niched and it's very specific in the sense that it's only targeting people that, I love, that love video games. Yeah. But what's dope about this is that they're now <clears throat> going into different fields like music, like film, sure. like TV. And so, I mean, it's cool to see the integration with a TV show that's about technology and social yeah. media and yeah putting it on this platform so that fans and the audience can can interface and view it through that through that system yeah because yeah, um, remember when I brought up that if you wanted to watch video game um, uh Gameplay, uh, CJ, that CJ, who's a good friend of mine, who right, pretty right, much, right. he does, that. yeah, he does retro, not retro games, but classic games. So, like, he'll do, like, you know, um, like Mario or any of that kind of stuff. Like, I really, he actually has his NES, like, attached to, like, the streaming sure. equipment to do that. And I think it's really awesome. And, you know, again, if you want to see him, twitch.com slash that CJ, I love him so much. And even, there's a lot of people on there, so I'm really glad that they're actually doing something that's a little bit different than just video games. Yeah, I mean, so I, 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 I think read, it's really cool. I read, like, a statistic that like Twitch in terms of like uh, downloadable or, or viewed content it's like number four um, in, in all of in all of Techland so it's, it's pretty up there in terms of like the viewership in terms of the audience and the reach that they have so I mean I think like again them them adopting you know other forms of entertainment through their through their platform I think is a very smart move. 
Okay. So yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I there's just one thing that, that I've watched. I'm not sure it's on Twitch. There's a guy who has like literally millions and millions of hits on YouTube who does these GTA uh, playthrough uh, GTA playthroughs, which right. is like uh, you know. Who knows? He like he does a full blown like ninety minute playthroughs of heists, which I think is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Uh, and then, CJ does like four to five hour heists oh, on wow. GTA. Four to five, and yeah, that's, but, that's, but, that's, but I checked the that's views, retarded. and it's like one point two million views. Yeah, that's, of like a ninety super, minute super geeked out right yeah. there. Yeah, like mean, I I can like put like a lot of people will usually put it on like in the background. Yeah, okay. and like people will just have it it's like you know like if someone was listening to like Pandora but they rather listen to someone who's talking about like the video games you can look at it for a split sure. second and then go back to work uh-huh. yeah like I think last time he did a, a five hour stream of GTA Heist um, I think there was about 600 views and then it just kind of like like boosted up from there and went like in the thousands somewhere. That's so. uh, uh, absolutely absurdly ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's move on. Uh, finally, if, if, you, if you're an iPhone user and then you have uh, downloaded the new uh, iOS uh, was it 8.3? Yep. Uh, 8.3, you will notice that there are finally some diverse emojis. Some brown skin on the emojis. It's about GD time. I don't know about this yellow one, though. What's up with that? Well, that, that, they, So what they're trying to do is they have like a so what, you know, the past emojis have been you know, incredibly popular over the last few years, and it's been a huge clamoring that they're only white hands, white yeah. faces, yeah. Uh, and some of the some of the quote unquote diverse uh, folks that they use, like the guy with the turban, right. is yeah. almost almost you know <laughs> almost uh, caricature esque. But what they've finally done is they've added some new emojis and they've added mul- multiple shades. Now, oh, that's nice. Which is great. And the, now the gold one, the gold ones represent some of the, the generic ones, like the happy face. What oh, is to that do what is, that is? Yeah, okay. So they have all the happy faces which are gold and then they'll have like a generic face which are gold so when you see a gold emoji that's emojis word of saying hey, like man. hey okay. I got it I, I, <gasps> I love I the little I space say, invader I gotta say right. two points on this well, well, you, I, and I got, two, I got a couple points too. let me finish okay, one thing okay. Okay. They, so what they did initially they were going to go just with uh, black and white you know, right. you know and then, they, and then that, that had an initial launch was just you know, black emojis and white emojis and mm-hmm. that was a problem so they and rightfully so did uh, shades multiple shades because there are brown people there are light skinned people there are you know uh, you know, paler skinned people, fair, fair skinned people. So I think those, they did a great job on that. Uh, the diversity of faces is not so great, like on Bitmoji, like like, like I use all the time. But um, <laughs> but I think I think it's a great job and a good thing. Uh, the last thing I'll say, unless you want to hear your comments, is they also have added. Um, a lot of diversity in their coupleship. So they have uh, a gay oh, couple. Nice. They've got, they've got a, you know, a male male couple, a male male couple with a kid, a, fe- a male female female couple with a kid, a female female couple with a family. They do not have <laughs> diversity in the skin color of those. So apparently, the only gay people out there are gold gay people. But you know. maybe maybe they're doing it as like um, there's no color. Yeah. I will say this first point and I'm, I'm big on you know symbolism and presentation I just think it's very interesting how you have the first and the last uh, but you know I mean I'm just saying I'm just saying I, I, I read see. it as such and then another thing too if you didn't do the update if you didn't do the, do the 8.3 update and um, you sent uh, a shaded or, or uh, if you sent a brown um, styled version of emojis to someone that didn't do the update what they would see is an alien symbol yeah. Yeah. and I think that's very ironic so yeah. so anything that's not uh, 
a, a white emoji would right. be represented as a as an alien. This, this very, I don't think they did that on purpose. Okay, this this so, very so why, much, why not like a strawberry or like a, a fire strawberry? Why an alien? Right. This, very, this, very, this very much reminds me of the David Allen Greer speech and Boomerang. Oh, of, of the Martin goodness. Lawrence speech. The Martin Lawrence speech and yeah. Boomerang when he describes pool as the most racist game ever. Hey. Like, the white ball knocks the shit out of all the other balls. Hey, and the true. last ball that it's gets true. is the black ball. It's true. And the green is the earth. Exactly. <laughs> the green falls down with the earth. Hey, that's a, that's a great, that's so that's funny. A great Martin Lawrence monologue from, uh, from Boomerang. See, which guys, is I don't really movies. think like that far into emojis. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, I understand it, and I'm, I am glad that they are kind of broadening their mm. their selections. But in my brain, I just I don't use emojis that much. So I'm kind of like, eh. Well, uh, I, I think it's good because you know, the, and we'll move on from this because we're talking way too long about it. But yes, yeah. you know, the, 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 the thumbs up and the fist bump—it was really just annoying to have the white thumb and the white fist yeah, bump to I do know. all that. So I'm I glad. But, I mean, you, I was going right, to get you know, Please, speaking to you though. Okay, speaking to you, you're right. Thank you very brother. much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, you're ridiculous. Uh, oh moving goodness. on. Uh, the, I, the, we're almost. Uh, the, uh, we're almost in Apple Watch. It's almost Apple Watch. How exciting! How exciting! Apple Watch Thirty. <laughs> Why do I sense sarcasm in your voice, Achilles? Well, we, we, we Achilles on record of being out on the Apple Watch. I'm on record of being in on the Apple Watch. I'm in the middle. Uh, and 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 uh, Alexis is on record as being sort of like you know and, and nebulous about it. But I yeah. will say the reviews are out, and of course they are, of course mixed. Of course, yeah. You know. So, um, you know, look, the, I, I think that conceptually, I don't want to, we, we want to spend too much time on this. We spend a lot of time talking about the Apple Watch. I just think conceptually, the idea of it's really just it's it's one of these things where it's, it's how you look with whatever prism you're viewing it through. Some people are like, I've already got a, I'm, I'm gonna reach in my pocket to pull out my timepiece. Why do I, you know, this? Yeah, I already have a timepiece in my pocket on my phone. I have all these devices on my phone. Why do I need this? I get that argument. Um, my argument is because it's cool. Okay, my argument is yeah, it's cool if you have again you got the disposable income to purchase another three fifty plus. Yeah, go right on ahead. Go right on ahead. I'm rich, but. Like, is it really adding to your experience? Who knows? It's yet to be proven. Well, I mean, I have a Fitbit. I don't think it, I mean, of course, it's not as sophisticated as an Apple Watch sure with, all app, with all the apps, but it yeah. does what it needs to do. You right. know what I'm saying? And I mean, I feel like, you know, the entry point is a thousand dollars. So, hey, you're going to, you're going to spend a thousand? I don't know. I'm going like three Oh, okay. What? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. All right. So we'll move on from that. Uh, last but not least, uh, last we're going to touch on is this, uh, the first WeTech IPO. Yeah. Someone explain this to me because I, I kind of read about it. <laughs> But I haven't done a lot of research on it. Um, I mean, this is this is right up your alley, Achilles. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I, oh, I, dear. I've definitely uh, learned a lot from you as my mentor. Okay. Uh, oh, <laughs> that you know my how goodness. to roll. <laughs> no, I, I, yes, I Guys do not. So no, silly. No, I, I, I mean, I feel like. I mean, this story was interesting in the sense that um, the, app, the app store kind of like shut down this company because it, it was promoting um, the, the the sale and usage of marijuana, and they were saying that um, in terms of the, the, the morality of it or the values of it, it didn't yep. coincide with the with the with the the, the Apple brand morals. And so, I mean, I think that it was later overturned because they petitioned it and they got um, even like a, a high powered uh, senator or, or a politician to even like the volley for them and fight for them. But I mean, I think in this in this age where, I mean, marijuana is is pretty much used by the majority of people, you know what I'm saying? Right. I feel I feel like we're going to see more um, te- technology companies, more app companies that, that are going to be harnessing harnessing um, marijuana and technology. So I think right. you have the, the normalization of it, the decriminal, decriminalization of it, and now you have, um, yeah, it being used within, you know, 
our, our everyday tech stuff. So I think it's cool. I think kudos to Apple for allowing this to, to happen. I think that as always we see, we talk about this all the time, the technology curve is always far ahead of the legal curve and oftentimes far, far ahead of the regulation curve. Um, the last sort of, uh, the last thing to break through in this team is usually these individual um, providers, whether it's right. Amazon or Apple or Facebook or whatever, and with their, with their own set of rules and moralities. I think the bottom line is, you know, as, as a culture, as, as a culture, there are certain things that we are now moving past, uh, you know, gay marriage, um, you know, the, the legalization of, of, of weed in most states. These are things that are happening to the culture, and it's it's about time that the, that our laws catch up with our culture and, 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 and our technology right. and our companies catch up with this culture. I mean, so the, I could say Apple for allowing this to happen. I mean, I think the, the, the first thing, you know, um, when mass roots were bro- broke out and they were like the Facebook for stoners, it's not exactly the right messaging. I think, you know, sort of re- fixing their branding and fixing their messaging and realizing this is sort of uh, uh, something that can be used as a genuine business and a genuine um, uh, tool. Uh, for for those out there in, in an industry that's already exists, like I think I think it's a fa- fantastic idea. So these guys are going to do very well for themselves. I will say really quick, my last note yeah. is I think it's more so. <clears throat> I mean, you have proponents that are, are are for like the war on drugs and and making sure that marijuana is not legalized, and then you have people that are for it, obviously. And so I think as it relates to a a, a company, a, a app company, I think that's your 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 freedom of speech, your civil rights to be able to you know communicate you know through that through that way. And I think that's what the argument is: let people decide versus have a company decide it let the people decide let that be a, let that be voted on versus you know iTunes or Apple come in and say oh, hey this company can't have this app because it doesn't coincide with with, with this value system right. like how like it's a fine line so how do you determine what, what whose what whose value system is correct what is the value system what can and can't you do so i think the fact that they repealed it and allowed them to use it i think is good good uh, i'm going to we're not going to talk about this but you, you should check it out there's an amazing uh conversation or and and about uh Phyllis Klotman who Ooh, did this we're not going to talk about it well i mean you want to we touch on it right now i mean we can... I'll go touch on it just really quick cuz i want to get through these guests but like uh, on on NPR's code switch blog, which is a great blog if you want to check that out. They really got into what, what Phyllis has done and um uh, well, go ahead and speak on it. I mean, I, I think it's phenomenal. She just passed away, um, and she was a she was an archivist. And essentially, she collected um, three thousand films that captured the black experiences from the nineteenth century to the twentieth century. Yep. And um, yeah, I think it's just phenomenal her work and what she's been able to do um, in Indiana specifically. Yep. But just through the, the academic environment and being able to provide, you know, the, this 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 visual history of, of of black people of our experience, I think it's just it's great to see as, as a story and just to have like these images that that you know she I mean she went almost door to door collecting this type of yeah. stuff so, like she was like very grassroots with her approach our, our, specifically our cinematic history you yeah, know exactly. I mean our, our history through cinema as well it's starting way back with Birth of a Nation a lot of that is, is lost yeah with yeah, love, love. and Birth, Birth, you know, Birth of a Nation which is not the most progressive movie ever uh, it's not yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> a, that's a very nice way of putting it to say it. the least yeah. uh, but you know it, it's the fiction of, 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 of us and but uh, yeah you know props to her and uh, again check out check out on Code Switch um, which is a great blog and a great, great article. Uh, we have a couple of guests, which we talked about at the top. Um, Andre, Wal- Andre Walters and Ronnie Williams. We're going to talk to them in one second about uh, STEM, uh, a subject near and dear to our hearts, and something they've been they, they had a good conversation with on the Huffington Post about, and some of the things that they're into. They're a couple of young entrepreneurs. Um, but before we jump to them, I just really quickly, Alexis, want to ask you about <laughs> about really quickly Mortal Kombat X. Go. 
All right, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat X. The character list has been, uh, the fighter list has came out. We have uh, 29, I uh-huh. believe, um, all together, new and old. Uh, the most, the newest ones that you'll probably see that you that I wasn't expecting to be on here is uh, Predator. Oh, okay. Um, excuse me, uh, Predator. Uh, there's one more that I, oh Jason, mm. and and I forgot her name. I think it's like. Uh, what is it, Ta- uh, Tanya? But yeah. most, but there are new and old. So of course, Sonya's still going to be there. Liu Kang, you know, Johnny Cage, all of that. That hasn't changed. It's just that if you've seen the trailer, the trailer is gorgeous, and yes. um, and if you've seen the 4K trailer, holy, holy shit, it's great. Right. Um, but the 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 game is going to be coming out soon. Everybody is actually already pre pre ordering it, and just if you look at all the new costumes that they have, it is phenomenal. I am excited to see how Predator is going to do. I will be buying that right okay. when it comes out. I want to mention that because. Because that, that's just a seminal game for folks of a certain generation, including my generation Absolutely. and your generation, Akili, uh and beyond. So it's back, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what, and even your generation, uh, Alexis. Well, no, I mean, I, I've always been. That was my first fighting game that I yes. played. That uh, my mom didn't realize how graphic it was. Yeah, it, was, so. it, was, it was one of my, it was my one of my first fighting games. Uh, and also, it's kind of actually my favorite guilty pleasure movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. That, that movie, that movie's no good. But anyway, <laughs> a rough left turn transition into something very more serious. Seriously, um, uh, you know, diversity, diversity in in, in in you know science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, and getting us us meaning black and brown folks more involved in this. Um, we repeatedly are uh, you know or, or historically over the last few years have been I don't know somewhere in the mid twenties and below in in, in in as a nation in this area, and then if you extrapolate that out to where we are as black folks. It's it's lower, dismal, abysmal. On the line right now, I believe they're on the line. We have a couple of gentlemen who I mentioned before um, who are very active in this and then have some things to say about it. We'll talk about them. We have uh, Rodney Williams and Andre Walters. Uh, Rod- Rodney is uh, from something called has developed something called Listener. Uh, well, to say so, Listener from Listener dot com. I'll ask him about that. And uh, Andre has something called You Know. From, um, which is which is also dope. Um, I like both of these. I like the idea of both of them. But we'll get into those in a second. But first of all, gentlemen, Rodney, it's great to have you on the program. It's great. It's great to be here. Uh, thank you guys for uh, having me. For sure, without question. Sure. And Andre, nice to talk to you as well. Yeah, nice to talk to you as well. Thanks for having us. Uh, the, the voice you hear right now is that of me, Joe Braswell. Achilles Shine is right next to you. Yes, sir, man. Um, I, I applaud what you guys are doing, man. It's good to see us in this space, and um, you guys are doing great. You guys are doing great things, man. So I applaud you. Uh, let's thank before, you. Before we get into some background on you guys, well, actually, what, let, before we get let me do let me do the other way around. Before we get into the conversation on STEM, let's watch, tell, tell me a little bit about you, you, you guys. Let me start with you, Andre. Tell them give us a little bit about your background. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, my background, actually, I'm a lawyer by trade. I'm actually a recovering lawyer is what I like to refer to myself as. Um, but, uh, you know, my, my company's name is Uno, Y-U-N-O, and uh, we have a social commerce company. And uh, our message is that, you know, individuals are too important to pay full price. And, um, you know, what we what we do essentially is we reward users for buying products through Uno and telling their friends what they bought. Um, in a nutshell, you know, through you know now, what we say is that uh, what you pay is really up to you now, oh, and that's okay. that's like the it. movement that you know is uh, marching towards. Right, that's that's, that's fantastic. So when, you, when you say you reward, just elaborate on that, unpack that a little bit for me. When you say you reward users. What does that mean specifically? 
Yeah, I mean, so, you know, right now, um, users essentially can buy through Uno and get actual cash back uh, okay. when they buy a, a product through Uno. That's cash. Um, and they also get, yeah, yeah actual cash, <laughs> actual cash. Um, you get, and you also get cash when uh, other people buy through you. So just think about the last time that you told someone about a cool movie or something to see, and and they took you up on that recommendation and uh, went to buy that ticket, but what did you get for it in the end? Right. Probably nothing if you're like most of us, right? So. Um, you know, we saw a real opportunity there to, to help people to actually do something about it. You know, we just refer to social capital of people. For sure. And we found a way to help them leverage their social capital, you know, through, you know. Great. That's dope, man. That's dope. We'll get back to that in a second. Uh, Roddy, why don't you tell me about a little bit about Listener? Awesome. Uh, Listener. Uh, I'm sorry. Maybe about you first. I'm sorry. Let's, let's give this about your background and then, then about Listener. I'm sorry. My background. <laughs> I apologize. <All> right. <laughs> yes. My background, I was at Procter & Gamble uh, in brand management prior to listener. Um, prior to that, I was in government, um, always obsessed with marketing and technology. Uh, was the first marketer there to co-write a few patents uh, for P&G. Um, that's kind of when I got obsessed with the technology that we're currently, what we've currently created um, right. called listener. Uh, the technology, is, think of it as a dog whistle that actually can communicate devices. Okay. Um, I like to call it the most efficient way to connect one device to another, as long as there's sound or a microphone. Oh wow! Uh, so think of us as, a, as alternatives to Bluetooth in some cases. Stop. But um, we 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 connect to devices and connect to media around devices really really efficiently. Wow! Now, is 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 your view to sort of like you know, sort of overtake that Bluetooth technology, or is it? Are you are you, are you think do you view yourself as a companion to or a competitor, maybe an overtaking Bluetooth? You know, I think it's more so a, uh, a companion, uh, uh, or and in some cases, it's, a, it's a definitely uh, a winner. Um, and I, you know, think of it as because it is an audio file, right? Bluetooth could never live in a TV show, okay. could live in a song, but an audio file could. And what could you do if that file could also transmit data about that particular song or movie or anything? That's so, in some use cases, it's extremely powerful. Um, and it can do things that Bluetooth can't do. Sure. Um, and in some cases, yeah, I can connect uh, a phone to a phone uh, way faster and more efficiently in terms of battery drainage than Bluetooth could ever do. Indeed. Uh, I, I, I want to ask this. Like, I mean, we know the content is king, but even more over than that, the experience, how you experience that content. So you guys both talked to me about the experience to both of these platforms that you're trying to present to, to your audience. Like, what are you trying to communicate in that sense? You know, um, yeah. Um, go ahead, go ahead, Ron. No, go ahead, Andres. Uh, yeah, I mean, through you know the experience that we we really are trying to to go for. Um, you know, again, I mentioned earlier about leveraging social capital, but beyond that, um, you know, we think that there's this space here where uh, individuals uh, love products, they love buying products, they love telling their friends what they bought. They actually have a, an entertainment experience around products. And, uh, and things that they buy. And, and we really felt like, you know, there was a place for that. And so, you know, right now, for example, and Facebook is a great platform, but, you know, typically you go there to take a look at people's pictures, kind of see what your old girlfriend or boyfriend, uh, looks like. And, you right. know, now, um, we think that there's a space where, hey, look, look at these cool sneakers I bought or, you know, whatever, right? This Brooks Brothers tie. Um, you know, people want to enjoy themselves through through other outlets and other platforms. I think Instagram does a good job there as well. 
Um, but what we think in particular is, you know, where do you go to really leverage that influence right now? Mm-hmm. You know, right. with social capital, for example, like you can like something on Facebook, but what really comes out of that like? Or, you know, right. even if you uh, comment on something, what comes out of that? I think, you know, you know is looking to give people a place where they can do everything in the same place. Right. So it's a real bridge, you know, between e-commerce and social media at that's, the end of the day. That's that's really what you know is aiming to do. That's awesome. That's super awesome. What, what about on, 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 on your side, bro? The, in terms of the experience that you're trying to uh, create for, for your audience. For, for yeah. Roddy. You know, um, definitely. Um, I like to say, you know, our, our tagline is actually uh, 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 power experiences inspire audiences. Mm. Um, I think, you know, we all know how important the cell phone or our smartphone is to us and how we carry it around. Um, it allows us a, a great channel to communicate. So, you know, from a very experiential level, you know, our business actually fell to other businesses, you know, from a B2B model, but we enable, you know, one of my favorite examples is that, you know, we're working with sport teams hmm. um, where our technology will actually be playing um, at the stadium. And imagine getting up in your seat and before you get back to your seat, I said, hey, here's what you just missed. Um, and you're like, how? But exactly what the way that's happening is our tones are connecting to those devices, understanding where you are within that stadium, and also triggering and delivering new content relevant to what you're doing in real time. That's dope. Um, yes, I mean, that's an example. I mean, or another, my favorite example is really simple. I mean, imagine sitting on your couch at home. Um, that technology could also be broadcast wow. um, through television. But imagine sitting at home. Um, someone um, uh, hits a, you know, dunks a ball, uh, and your phone vibrates, and then all of a sudden you can like toggle to a different camera angle that are completely synchronized mm-hmm. with the replay that you're watching in front of you. Uh, these are examples of connecting the device uh, with the audio audio around you using a technology like this. That's crazy, man. That's fantastic, man. So um, I want to so I want to tr- transition a little bit and talk about um, you know the, the, this this STEM the STEM diversity question, and this is something that Akila and I talk about all the time on and off mic. Uh, this sort of the lack of you know there's basically the lack of of, of of us in the tech space. You know, especially uh, you see that the, the opportunity seems to be greater than it's ever been with the, with the proliferation of all these apps and the app world and and where we are with with some of the digital opportunities that are that are coming in, in media as well as as well as uh, in, in good old fashioned science and, and technology. But uh, with that being said, and with all this this being such a gigantic youth movement, still there still seems to be a complete lack of diversity in women and in and, and, and minorities. Um, and, uh, I, I want, I wonder like you guys being, you know, sort of in this space, um, your thoughts on what we can do about what we can do to sort of change that. And, and number one, and also how did you guys find yourselves as young men, like in this space and, and, and how many of you guys do you see around us? Three questions, <laughs> but Andre, I'll start yeah. with you. <laughs> That's okay. Um, you know, I, I think the big thing is that, um, you know, today, first of all, technology, if you're not in it. It's scary, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, today basically everything has some sort of, you know, center around tech, right? So, I mean, for me personally, I, I grew up, I call myself an Internet kid, right? You know, I mean, I grew up in the Internet. I grew up watching the dot-com era, um, and I really wanted to be a part of it. You know, and I think the issue now is that, you know, uh, underrepresented individuals in particular, 
you know, the thing about the tech game is you have to have capital, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, there's a stat out there, a recent stat that says, you know, 1% of venture capital-backed companies have an African-American founder, for oh, example. Yeah. Um, you know, if you don't have capital, you can't build these things. Wow. And so I think one of the things that both Roddy and I are doing are really, you know, we're just trying to lead the way. We're trying to lead by example and uh, hopefully show people that it is possible it's a lot of hustle involved. It's a lot that you have to do to, to bring your dreams to life, but it is possible, and, and hopefully people will be inspired by it, you know, and get some hope out of that. So um, I think that's really where we are. I mean, clearly there is a lack of diversity, and uh, but there are a number of things happening nowadays that I think are, are going to change that, and, and, you know, we're happy to be at the forefront of it. For sure. Let me ask you a question related to that. Like, when it comes to the whole the, the, the venture capital game and, 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 and specifically in Silicon Valley, is it, do you find it that it's, it's, it's a lot like it is, for instance, I come from, I, I'm come from the media world. I come from Hollywood. Um, a lot of the reasons why you don't see a lot of black, uh, films and television and, and those things because the people making decisions aren't, aren't, aren't black. The people who greenlight this stuff don't really understand or get or seek out, um, diversity because the, the people at the top are not diverse. Is it because most of these VCs who are funding these things aren't, <laughs> aren't black they're not looking for black entrepreneurs is that is that is that, is that to be you think that's something to do with it or is it just we're not there to be able to pitch our stuff you know i think it's kind of a combination but go ahead ronnie yeah you know um i actually think that um and i you know i'm, I'm gonna go even i mean i say for even the position that i am in i think that they're looking for the best company the best idea and the best team to make to get it done Right, um, and I think I do think they're doing that. I think that reality is that um, we're nowhere near where they're looking. Um, we're not nowhere near where they are, uh, and visibility to 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 where we you know the visibility to to us is just limited. Um, I, I I think I'm, I'm you know I, I do believe that, um, and you know in most cases, and I think Andre would. Agree with like you know, when we go to pitch, it's like wait a minute, I actually like this idea. Wait a minute, you know where are you? Where are you from? Where did you like? Um, you know, it's almost like where are you hiding? Right. Um, plain sight. Um, and, and, plain sight. Hiding yeah, in plain so sight. I, I actually, yeah, I mean the core thing is we, we can figure out how to get that visibility um, or more awareness. I, I think that it, it will grow, but I, I just think that's a big part of it. Right. I want to follow. Yeah, I mean, just to piggyback off of that, I mean. You know, I think a lot of it, and Rodney and I have had this conversation, right? Like, there is no blueprint readily available for how to do this, right? And uh, and I think a lot of it is, as uh, somebody mentioned it here on this call, but it's insight, right? It's understanding where to be, to be discovered, mm-hmm. so to speak, right? You know, so my team and I just took a trip out to Silicon Valley, and we met with, you know, three venture capitalists while I was out there. But, uh, you know, we had to actually go out there and go meet with them. They're not going to necessarily come to us, right? right? You know, so that's part of it, too. You know, you have to have that sort of hustle. Um, But I I would agree with Rodney to a large extent that, yes, it's just about getting on the right radars at the right time. For sure. I would say that, you know, us as people have always been inventive, um, especially through our through our struggle in this country with slavery. Like it's just a list of a long list of black inventors and people that have been innovating in all all different industries. And I think we don't oftentimes we don't applaud our own accomplishments and vocalize them and kind of like pass them, pass them along. And I think that um, a a lot of us don't have the financial literacy or the entrepreneurial know how to be able to direct ourselves into building an industry. 
So my question to the two of you is, did you guys come from a home that kind of like that nurtured that? Did you have mentors? Like, how did you kind of like have that sense of self for yourself to be able to point you in the direction that you're on now? Um, you know, so my background, uh, my family, uh, I grew up in Baltimore. Family was originally from Jamaica. Um, so, uh, you know, stereotypical, I had a stereotypical Jamaican family where, uh, I like to say that my dad did everything. He was, you know, he, uh, he was an architect, a plumber, a carpenter, and then he had his own business and, um, he never went to school and my mom had five jobs the same way. So, um, you know. So that's just what I grew up in. So I went to college, I followed the same suit. Um, I did four degrees. Um, I, 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 I felt like I needed it all. Um, I always, um, I like, I have a natural disdain of for authority. Like, I always asked why I had a problem with it. I, I, I appreciated it. Um, and, um, like, you know, 10, 10 years ago, I made a decision that technology was going to change our lives hmm. and that, I don't need to understand how to code to understand how technology could change my life. Technology changing your life is like an insight. It's a it's a consumer value proposition. It's the difference between a hundred pockets and, and your pocket and the way Steve Jobs explained the iPod versus how an engineer would explain that I have a hard drive that could you know load a, you know a gigabyte of data. Mm-hmm. No one cares about that. Right. Everyone cares about a hundred songs in your pocket. So I really, honestly, I, that's one of the pieces that I really just honed in on a long, long time ago. And and as technology and these ideas, like listener, came to mind. Um, like I remember when I, that feeling when I had it, and I knew I had it. I knew I just needed to tell someone who could bring it to life. Um, and that that was how this thing all started for me. That's dope. Uh, what? You know, I, I, it's, it's funny. Um, you know, I've, I've known Rodney for a little bit now, and I, I had no idea his family is from Jamaica. <laughs> so, uh, in the words of our president the other day, Wagwan, you know, <laughs> that's what he said, right? Right. So, uh, but you know, for me, it's funny. My, my family as well from Jamaica, Jamaican immigrants. You know, my father, um, you know, cleaned buildings uh, at night, worked security during the day, always had multiple jobs. Same thing with my mother. Neither of them went to college. Um, but what they did uh, have or what they preached was this this education thing, right, the value of education, and we really hooked on to that, um, myself and my siblings. And so, you know, I think it was always one of those things where I wanted to achieve something great in life. Um, you know, as a kid, I always said, hey, I want to be a lawyer, and I just followed that path and eventually, you know, got out of law school and uh, was able to work as a lawyer uh, for a while. Um, but similar to Rodney, I mean, I've got tons of ideas all the time. And I couldn't stop them, and I think that's when I realized, you know, I think you're an entrepreneur, and it's probably a better path for you. And then you know came about, you know, and and uh, I think the thing about you know that we're really trying to do, by the way, is, you know, we're trying to represent what we consider to be the underdog, the right. folks that mm-hmm. essentially drive commerce but don't get a lot of credit for it. Hmm. And uh, you know, basically, their social capital is being utilized, and they don't really get a whole lot for it. That's very Meanwhile, true. other you know folks are making billions, and I I think it's a lot of our people, for example, that are doing that. You're you right. know, a lot of our right. people are making this happen in commerce. And uh, you know, uh, even though a lot of us may not be cash rich, you know, my family was never cash rich. We grew up in a one bedroom apartment in Brooklyn, New York, hmm. the first five years of my life. You know, and so with five people, by the way, in that apartment. Um, but we're never cash rich, but we are rich when it comes to our network, 
right? You know, we know a lot of folks. We have heavy influence. That's right. You know, you don't have to look other than hip hop culture to see what what we get, we're capable of doing. That's right. Um, and so, at the end of the day, I think for us, that's that's really what inspires me to go. You know, I want to I want to be a voice for people who otherwise don't have a voice. Um, and I think that's that's what both Rodney and I are in a great position to do, and what we're you know determined to do. I have one follow up question in terms of in terms of uh, you guys' own pathway, in the sense that you know when I went to college, a lot of the, a lot of the, the kids when they would graduate, they want to start a band, and now it's like when kids go to college now they're they're actually forming companies to become startups themselves. So and you can even yep. see within the hip hop community, you know, a lot of our successful hip hop artists would um, have other ventures and like alcohol brands or, or fashion brands. And now they're venturing into technology. So utilizing the skills that you guys have, how big is mentorship a part of your own personal brand and, and I guess, value system? In terms of bringing, bringing your skills back, your, your expertise back to, to kids in high school or even college that may not have, like, the counselor that's guiding them or have the, the teacher that they can go to to, get, to have, have those questions answered. Like, are you guys bridging the gap in that sense? Yeah, um, so I'll take it first. Uh, you know, absolutely. You know, I look at Rodney as a mentor, for example. I mean, you know, literally the way Rodney and I met, my director of promotions here, um, her husband went to the same business school, Howard B. School, as, as Rodney, and knew him. And at our recent, you know, our, you know Christmas party, um, I basically made that point. I said, you know, it's just not a lot of brothers in tech. And he said, you know what, you should meet this guy named Rodney, you know, who's in Cincinnati. He's got this company named Listen. I said, what? You know, I was shocked that somebody else was out there trying to do basically the same thing. And, you know, I looked him up and eventually I just say, Hey, Rodney, let's, let's spend a day with each other and really get to know each other and share some stories. And it was one of the best things that I think I've been able to do on this whole, you know, journey because he and I really bonded and he really could shed light on a lot of things that I was feeling and thinking um, that I just need to see an example of it. And, and I, I told my team, you know, Rodney showed me the next level is what he showed me what the next level looks like. So, in terms of, for me, you know, I, I don't take that lightly, and I feel like it's my obligation to do the same thing for other folks. So I'm, I'm really big on mentorship. Yeah. Um, and, and folks have actually reached out recently even a lot, you know, since these articles have been coming out about STEM diversity. And um, I take every single one of them, you know, and, and I've met with, you know, a lot of folks. I really want to pay it forward. I think the best thing that we could do is to share the blueprint. Mm, uh, with people who have that question, you know, what do you do? Because Rodney shared it with me. And so I'm definitely going to share it with others. That's our obligation. Man, um, and so, respect. you know, that's, that's the point. That's yeah. great. Uh, I do want to, I want to loop it uh, back. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rodney. No, nah, I just want to reiterate how important that blueprint is. Um, it's something that I say in my company is that, like, um, you know, uh, my, I was mentored by someone who was a startup guy. When I said I wanted to become do the startup thing, he happened to be um, when I moved to Cincinnati. Was one of the closest people that we, you know, we came super close. One of my best friends, and I, and you know, he coached me up to you know essentially Series A because that was where he was super familiar. With. Um, as we go to the next stage of our company, you know, we just made a super crucial hire. But the number one thing that I wanted was I wanted someone who's seen the movie before. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to hire someone who took a company from thirty employees to thirteen hundred um, because. Like seeing the movie is 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 almost it's, it's a competitive advantage, hmm. and it's something that isn't in our culture. Um, it doesn't trickle down. Uh, there's a lot of ways to we you know how to you know start a small business, barbershop, or whatever the case may be. 
we know how to even create a, a, a record company. We, we, we can, you know, we can start a record company with nothing because um, we've seen the blueprint. Right. Um, I'm trying to create the blueprint for for us so that you know, you know, Andre can share it, other people can share it. It should, it should be shared with both. Um, even today, right now, I mean, I'm, I've co-founded three other companies, and just because I want to be a part of the blueprint, and I want to, I want to get them to my stage faster. Um, because that's what that's what uh, that's what makes Silicon Valley great. Hmm. There's a lot of blueprints there, and people follow a path that's already in front of them. They follow. They go to the same type of investor. They get the same type of team. They get the. They do the same type of traction um, that equates to the same type of acquisition. Uh, it's not. It's a. Uh, it's not an art. It's actually science. There it is. Great. Uh, I want to look this back to the st- to the STEM thing uh, as well. I mean, uh, we you know President Obama you know recently just just, just uh, you know a lot of about you know, two hundred fifty two hundred forty million dollars um, into in, you know to to help with uh, to, to help you know young young girls and boys pursue STEM careers. Um, I want to ask you: Do you do you think that it's obvious that we got to start with the K through twelve and sort of get them involved? But is is it too late for the folks that are beyond the K through twelve, like the people right now in this in, the, in these young people in the college stage who maybe have these ideas, kind of what you talking about, have these thoughts to you know, maybe try to get to these folks as well, so we can make a change um, and make some some strides immediately. I think there's. I guess the question I'm asking is, you know, we know where we have to go. It's, we always have to start K through twelve, but isn't there things we can be doing right now to be to make an in, impact? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you look at Ronnie and I, the one thing uh, he and I both have in common is that neither of us code, right? You know, neither one of us actually codes. I think we both uh, are probably strong in ideation. Uh, We're both strong in logical thinking. We're both strong in strategic thinking. Um, But neither of us code. And I know a lot of folks um, now, yeah, it's not too late, you know, because if you have a great idea, the real key is what initiative do you have, you know, uh, to, to pursue it. That's the real key and the real challenge. And I think a lot of that is just seeing examples of people that are similarly situated to you and the fact that they're doing it. So, you know, again, I, I think that's what Rodney and I are, are well positioned to do and, and certainly what we're conscious of and will do. Um, but I but I understand as well the need to plant the seeds, by the way, um, in K-12. through I think uh, President Obama's initiative is phenomenal because at the end of the day, you know, this isn't just even – an issue for our community. This is this is an American issue, absolutely right. You know, we we need to stay competitive globally, and we can't afford to exclude people from that competition. You know, we need folks in every community. You know, every race, gender, creed. I mean, we need everyone to participate in that because, by the way, you know, folks in China right now are going extremely hard to try and beat us. Absolutely, you know, in the tech ring, sure. so to speak. So. You know, it is very necessary for this to be opened up for, you know, all folks to get access. If you have a great idea, you're American. We need your ideas because we need to compete. So I think that's the major, major point that I see. I think you bring up a great point about I'm glad you brought a great point about the idea that the tech, you know, being involved in the tech world is not necessarily limited to, uh, you know, the, the science engineering uh, in mathematics field. I mean, there's plenty of people like who are idea people who have these wonderful ideas and the beauty of where we are with our, with the, our applications of tech is just 
tech, the average person can have this wonderful idea and collaborate with some other folks to help execute this idea and still, you know, make an impact and be in this space and inspire others. And I think that's what you guys are doing as well. I mean, I, I definitely respect that and hear that. But I, I want to, I mean, I know you guys aren't saying this, but I think that you are saying that we need to inspire our young folks to be more invested in terms of science and mathematics so we don't have a dependency on others for our ideas, like in terms of us being, being able to execute our ideas with our own skill set. And so, I mean, I, I think that you know, again, what you guys are doing is great. Um, I applaud you. I want to ask, like, um, I don't know if you guys went down to South by Southwest, but what was it like down there in the sense of, of us in that space? Are, are we, are we, do you think there's more of a, a, a proliferation of us in, in, in recent years? Or do you think, um, it's still like a, a very small community of us even going to the South by Southwest, South by Southwest festival in terms of technology? Were either of you at South by Southwest? Yeah, yeah, I, I was at South by Southwest. Um, I can't think of the group. It's like, um, there's like, have you, did you guys go? It's like a, um, it's not Blacks and Techs, but it's, it's a group that, um, that it's part of that's integrated into South by Southwest and, and they have like curated, um, black events, so to speak, all for minorities. Um, okay. I mean, my overall opinion is, um, Definitely where I was at, I didn't see anyone like me. Mm. Uh, so I did go to some of their events, but uh, I, with events that I spent the majority of my time, uh, I, you know, I, I was the only person like that present. And, and you know, mo- most of the cases, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see any other, um, you know, uh, I'm connected to, and this was actually probably legal help. So I'm connected to a company called MediaLink, um, and, and, and there's a, a, a an executive there by the name of Anastasia Williams. And um, I don't know if this was on purpose or not, but she kind of coordinated uh, uh, a group that showed up for happy hour on the Monday of South by Southwest. Hmm. And I actually met patriarchs of the African American tech community that um, I didn't know existed. Uh, it was, you know, there was some, there was some interest. I mean, there was, there were folks there that had, you know, you know, started tech companies in the early 2000s and sold them for 30, 40, 30 dollars. Of course, they're not huge companies and you're not going to see them on cover of Wall, uh, of Wall Street, but they did it before. Right. Um, and it was some other people there and it was interesting. Um, so I think that was really helpful. I think that, um, I think we're, we're just, we're not there. Um, I mean, we work at some of the companies that are there. Um, and we are, you know, maybe even leaders of some of the companies there, but we're definitely not. Uh, uh, we're not the founders. We're not the thought leaders. Got uh, you. And, right. and, um, so. That's just my opinion. No, that's fine. We, 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 that's something we've been talking about in the past. We, we, we're talking about South by Southwest. That's something we've been bringing up. So when we had you guys here, we wanted to, wanted to ask you about that. But uh, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're actually running out of time. Um, and I wanted to, we definitely want to get into, uh, have you guys back to be able to get into the specifics of the apps. I'd like to have you guys back individually and really get into um you know, the apps themselves, because I, you know, I want, I want to get into, to, you know, and listener and get like, do a, do a deeper dive into both of those separately. But in the meantime, um, you know, Rodney, why don't you tell people, uh, like where, where they can find and, and check out listener, um, and what, and, and, and where they can find you. Yeah. Um, listener, I mean, all the information is usually on uh, listener.com, L I S N R, dot com. Um, you can follow me on, uh, Twitter or Instagram at, uh, Rodney B. Williams. Uh, please uh, disregard my rant if, okay. if, if you get any. 
Uh, I tend to be vocal sometimes. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, that's what you can find it. I hope you guys can support listeners as a, as a product and a technology. Um, uh, and uh, thank you. Of course. And, and Andre, what about you now? Where can we, can we find information about that? Yeah, so you can uh, visit uno.co, Y-U-N-O dot C-O, um, and, uh, you know, throw your email in there. We're actually retooling the whole platform, and we're going to be releasing it here in the next few months. Um, and it's going to be big. We've got, you know, over 200 partners, some of the best brands now, Macy's, Saks, Neiman Marcus, all those kind of folks. Wow, great. Um, and over 5 million products that we're, uh, that we're pushing. And, uh, you know, and all throughout social media, you can find us with Shop You Know. That's our handle. So Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, we're even on LinkedIn. So uh, if you want to find us, check us out. And uh, remember, you know, you're too important to pay full price. So join the movement. This is a big movement. Well, I want to thank you both for, for coming on and definitely want to have you, know, you guys on individually again in the future talk, to talk a little further about these. We'll unpack them both. But thank you both for coming on the show and, and, and enjoying this conversation. And uh, we hope to hear from you very soon. Yeah, I, I want to second that, man. You guys continue to, to, to build and grow, man, and, and we support you. I think it's dope to, to see you guys doing it. And definitely um, uh, thank you for coming on the show. I hope to have you back, man. Okay. No doubt. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, and, and that's going to do it for us here. Thank as you, well. guys. Of course, of course, of course, uh, That's going to do it here for us on Geek Nerd Tech. Akili, where can the folks find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine, A K I L I S H I N E. And where can they find you, sir? You can find me on Twinstagram. Twi- Twinstagram. <laughs> on <laughs> on Itter and Twinstagram. Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Joe K. Braswell. And also here on our sister network, uh, BHL, um, sister network after Buzz doing uh, Mad Men and some other shows. Um, and I'll be I'll be on popcorn. I'll be, sorry, I'll be on. Um, I forget the name of the show. I'll be on Anatomy of a Movie very shortly, talking about Fast Seven, um, Furious Seven. Where can we find you? I'm sorry Yikes. About that. Okay, um, I, I'm, I'm having a stroke over here. It's okay. Uh, um, <laughs> you can find me all over the social media and the interwebs at Atorres890. You can also find me at our sister network, AfterBuzz TV, for Face Off, Castle, and hopefully some new shows that will be coming out that I can't really say right now. Um, also. My family and I have been uh, working with uh, kids for basketball and things like that. So we have our own team. It's called VT Elite. We are going to be sending them to an East Coast tournament in Miami. So we would all really appreciate it if we can, you know, we're going to need help sending 40 kids to Miami. So we need all the help we can get. If you can go to VT Elite. Uh, basketball.com and put in just a little donation. I would, me and my family would greatly appreciate it. Fantastic. Check that out. BT Elite. Thank, thank you, Alexis. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thanks again, Rodney and Andre for joining us. We'll see you all next week. Bye guys. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.